Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and from coast to coast, New York to Los Angeles, we've got you covered. And you know what, Linda, normally I'm outnumbered by New Yorkers with you guys on your end, but today we've got three people from Los Angeles and one New Yorker. So can you handle yourself? <laughs> oh, I don't think uh, we New Yorkers have a problem handling, handling three LA girls. <laughs> I think I'll be just fine. <laughs> I think you'll be just fine, too. Well, I'm really excited to talk uh, to, again to Modern Day Girlfriends. You know, we had them on just two weeks ago, Linda, and, you know, we blew through the show, and we've had over 30,000 downloads of the last episode. Uh, so clearly, uh, you know, people liked what we did and what we had to say. So we are bringing uh, Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stanglin of the Modern Day Girlfriends, because if you're going to look them up online, you want to go to their website themoderndaygirlfriend.com and we are going to talk about you know trends changes how it's different in modern day girlfriends from you know like not so modern day girlfriends like you and me. I don't even. <laughs> well, maybe not say so... older. <laughs> well, maybe we'll go not so modern and then ancient. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. So one of the things that the girls did uh, since they were on the show last is they put up this blog called "Meeting Mr. Right When You Have a Full Time Career." Now, I thought this was really interesting because I found it really easy in my twenties to meet men. You know, I was working for the studio. And, you know, there were just, you know, you couldn't swing a dead cat around there without hitting a guy. But um, now in my 40s, um, I meet a lot of guys, but they're married, cheating on their wives, you know, 25, you know, not really suitable life partners. So I'm curious to find out what the girls have to say about meeting Mr. Right when you have a full time career. I'm going to go to Bridget first. This is Bridget Stanglin. And I want to um, ask you. Why is it so hard for us to meet Mr. Wright today? You know, I think it's so difficult. You, I know personally, when I was in college, I was surrounded by all these attractive young men. And I moved to Los Angeles. I had a full-time career. And, you know, you go straight from work. You know, now there's no longer 9 to 5 anymore. It's now 7.30 to 8 a.m. to... 7 p.m. are the normal work hours. And then when you get off, I mean, really the only options are if you do happen to meet a man at work, which can be an iffy situation, or if you want to try Tinder or going to happy hours. And it just, it makes it very difficult. And I think women also are looking in the wrong places. I think they work full time. And then on the weekends, they go 
and have one too many cocktails out at the bars. And that's definitely not a way to meet a man either. So I think women are struggling. I think also the men in our generation are stuck in a Peter Pan syndrome where they don't want to get married until 35. And, you know, women still are kind of old fashioned and they, they still want to be getting wifed up by, <laughs> I think, 27. <laughs> okay. All right. Why do you, Let's go to Ariana. Why do you think that is? Oh, go ahead, Linda. Why do you think that is? Is it the biological clock or they're that anxious to, I, to be a missus? You know, I think... I don't know. I don't technically think it's desperation, but I do think it's the biological clock. And I think a lot of women, I mean, there are the exception of women who'd want to party and keep going, but I do think there's a big chunk of women today who still want to, you know, have their career, but then meet that man who they can, um, you know, date and then get engaged to. And I think men want to make a lot of money and, want to sow all of their wild oats. And also I think the media and social media has put a distorted image of what a wife should be. And I think men have put their expectations so high. And, you know, I, I think that's why a lot of marriages fail too. And there's, you know, for those who have gotten married so young. But what, what should a wife be? You brought that up. I mean, what do they think a wife should be? I mean, with all these shows and... There's so many magazines and social media. Wives, I think men think wives should never gain more than 20 pounds. Once you have your child, the white, the weight should come off. But then they also expect her, her to have dinner on the table every night, but then also bring in money. I think the expectations of the role of a wife have gone up so much rather than back in the older days. Well, I'm going to comment in on that because I just Googled uh, while we're on the show, uh, wife TV. Okay. Just, you know, cause you're talking about media, social media, things like that. There are mob wives. There are football wives. There are sister wives. There's prison wives. There's hockey wives. I mean, the wives of Beverly Hills, the wives of Miami, the secret lives of, of Stepford wives and the ex wives of rock. Now those are the television shows, the yes. dramas, yeah. the dramedies. And then we have, haven't even got into episodes that are online on things like side reel and in places like that. Um, oh, and don't forget trophy wife. We can't forget that. So I really yeah. think there's something, you know, I don't watch these shows. I've tuned them in every once in a while just to see like, especially the Beverly Hills ones, how big li their lips are really going to get. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they portray women in a really, really awful manner. I mean, I don't see the husbands of all this on here, you know, because they're not drama. They're not fun. Um, but mm -hmm. I would think if I was a younger person getting a diet of this stuff, um, I would really consider getting married if I was a guy, like, as a last resort. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and what I, like, have to say to that question, it's Ariana, um... What I think about in today's generation is that from trying to have a full-time job or having a full-time job and trying to find somebody to make your life partner and your companion, it's really, really difficult when the normal hours are not nine to five anymore. But going back to wanting to get married and be a wife and trying to find that person to spend your forever with, there's two things that I um, go back and forth with where it's guys today 
or I don't know, you can correct me if it's always been a trend, but guys like when you're busy. They like when you have a life of your own and you're doing your own thing and they're attracted to that. It's, you know, I found when I was in college and I was able to go to class and hang out with a, like my boyfriend, it was much easier. Um, but once I got into the real world, having a relationship was difficult. It wasn't uh, longer like down the dorm or down the street. And I found that it actually attracted more guys when I was busy and having a nine to five job. They were more interested in what I had to say, what I was doing, because I wasn't my life. My day didn't revolve around them. And I think going back to you also brought up becoming a wife or this younger generation I feel that as women, there is something, and some women, some not, but there is that instinct or that maternal, or they want they want that old-fashioned kind of, you know, I, I want to be a wife, I want to be a mother. That's not all women. Not all women want to get married. Not all women want to have babies. But I have found with the, my girlfriends, a lot of my girlfriends, that they, they do want to get married. And sometimes they want to get married for the wrong reasons. They will just want to have the wedding or they just want to look like they have the perfect life on Instagram. Um, but it it's a really a thing that goes back and forth. And, you know, being very young, I've also seen and it's also been studied that the divorce right now is really, really high. And I feel that a lot of people get married young because they think it's what they want and they haven't really found themselves yet. I know that I've been in long-term relationships and even though there's still a lot of respect and love there, if I ended up with that person right now, I know my life wouldn't be where it's supposed to be. So. Well, you brought up the starter marriage. (laughs) You know, that's what, what, you know, people say to me, like, well, you know, you, you got rid of your starter marriage. Now it's time for you in your 40s to go on to your real marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me because I think about, like, what does marriage even stand for today? And I'm going to go to um, uh, I'm going to go to Ariana first because I have to go A.B., Ariana Bridget. <laughs> is the only way I can remember this. Um, but, like, when I got married, I my desire to get married was more predicated by everybody being already coupled. You know, I was 27. People were already coupled up. A lot of my friends from my hometown, small town, chicken farms, you know, they got married at 18, 19 and already had three kids by the time I even considered walking down the aisle. And I got married more out of a matter of practical necessity, practical, you know, I want to be coupled. I'm tired of being alone, you know, kind of thing. uh, When we live in a couple's world. So, um, you know, I really want to discuss in the next segment what marriage means to all of us today. You know, Linda's been in a long-term marriage. I divorced after a long-term marriage, and you guys are entering into hopefully what won't be your starter marriage. Um, I do want to uh, identify everybody for people listening today. This is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting with Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stangland. Now, if you guys want to know more about what the girls are doing, they have a great website called the Modern Day Girlfriend 
com. Now you got to put the the in there. Um, but the neat thing about this site is that they talk about love and beauty and food and crafts and lifestyle and, tra and travel. And um, they've got some really thought provoking articles on here. The one I liked this week, guys, other than the dating one, was that five home workouts for the lazy girl. Because not that I'm <laughs> lazy, but you know, you just run out of gas. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we're here with Linda Franklin. Linda's in New York. I'm here in Los Angeles. The girls are in Los Angeles. So we're ganging up on Cal or we're ganging up on New York this week. When we come back from the break, you're going to want to listen to what the girls have because they're speaking on behalf of the next generation of women uh, coming into the marriage workforce um, and raising our future grandchildren. So we want to hear what they have to say on marriage, love and all that goes with it. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself? Without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network.
we're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are visiting with Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stanglin of The Modern Day Girlfriend. And when we left for break, we were talking about marriage. Now, in today's society, we can live together. We can have prenups. Women can keep their own name. We can be married to men. We can be married to women. Um, so my question is, uh, for our roundtable discussion uh, this segment, is – why marriage? Why not just live together? Like, what does marriage even mean anymore? And would you guys live together? I mean, not with each other, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can. We've already discussed that. We were talking about how we're just going to get a huge piece of property and just live together. And then our husbands can hang out and then we'll hang out. So that's already discussed. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I still believe in a lot of old fashioned ways of marriage. Um, I mean, when I get married, I know I'll take my husband's last name. And this is Bridget, by the way. Um, and But I, I do know that, you know, there are the risks if you have your own. I know two individuals that have both their separate money. I do believe prenups are smart. But I, I do believe marriage is definitely important. And I know I want to get married someday. However, I am in no rush. And I want to wait until I know 100% sure that I can spend the rest of my life. Life is almost another, you know, 65 years for myself, so. Well, this is Linda, and you're never 100% sure. It, it, you know, every time you do, you jump into a new venture, it's, it's uh, you know, you do the best you can, but it's never, you know, it, it, if it was 100% sure, sure, I don't think, um the, the divorce rate would be what it is. But, you know, so would you live together before getting married? Um, you know, I can't say yes or no yet. I, in my past, I've said no, that I want to wait till marriage because it sort of takes the fun out of marriage. Um, but also I know there are certain situations where it's like, okay, there's no point of paying this extra rent. So I can't answer that yet, but Ariana, I'll let you take I know that I am a person that I, I would like to um, live with my part, like with my boyfriend before we moved. I mean, we got married. Um, I had a discussion actually with my ex before because we were in that stage where we were like ready to walk down the aisle. And I said to him, you know, we should live together. And he had very, very different or, or more, not old fashioned values, but different values. And he said, well, you know, I think we need to get married first and then move in together because knowing if you, how you squeeze the toothpaste bottle is not going to make a marriage end or not. Um, and I understood where he was coming from, but also at the same time, I just think it's just important to kind of know what you're getting yourself into. But there's other times where, you know, for religious reasons or just for your own reasons, you feel that getting or moving in with each other, something you should do after marriage. Um, But I'm also very, uh, I have that old fashioned value. I think the same as Bridget does. And that's why we came together to do the modern day girlfriend where we wanted to bring those aspects, what we were kind of raised on and bring it into the modern day and let women know that it's okay. And that you're, 
it's okay to do things your own way, but still have those old fashioned, which I, which I don't really like that word, but just to have that, you know, that, that kind of leave it to beaver kind of love. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You know, Even living together <laughs> living together is is not something that just got reinvented in the last, you know, 10 years. Um, when I, I lived together with my now husband for 20 years before we got married, and that was in a time when very few people were living together, um, so everybody would give you, you know, the kind of the stinky, stinky eye, but um, it, it, it was what I wanted to do. I think it was what he wanted to do. There were times during that those years that he wanted to get married and I didn't, and then vice versa. He, he, I wanted to, and he didn't, and so, and both of us, you know, had our careers, and we were busy. Um, and it wasn't until, I don't know, people ask me now, you know, was it after all those years, why did you decide to get married? And I don't even have a, I don't have a good answer. Um, because from my own, just from my experience, and this is, you know, I only can talk from my own experience, the experience of being married versus living together, exactly the same. Because if yeah. you're if you're with somebody for that length of time, obviously there's a commitment and a love, and I don't know how a piece of paper changes that. Mm-hmm. So that that but that again, that was just my experience, um, and it seemed to work. I think if we had gotten married when we were really young, and I'm because I've known him forever, uh, in our early twenties, I don't think it would have lasted. Yeah, what what living together gives you is that escape valve, even if it's not real in your head. It is oh, I can leave anytime I want. Mm-hmm. Yes, but- <clears throat> something too that I've always thought about living together before marriage um, is sometimes it can make your boyfriend get lazy, and if it's already set up where you're both living together, it's easy for him, and then sometimes men won't propose. Um, so that also, and this is just me, but I think, I I do think there are situations where living together can work, but I also believe that sometimes, you know, if you move in with a man, they then might not make the move to put a ring on it. Yeah. But again, some women don't, that's not a major, uh, deal breaker for a lot of women because they like that. I don't know. It's, you know, again, it's, it's so personal. It's so individual that, you know, it just, you have to do what feels right for you. And trying to, um, emulate someone else is always a huge mistake. Oh, Susie's getting married, you know, uh, so it, it's gotta be me. Oh, Susie, uh, Susie had a baby, it's for me. Oh, look at, look at Bridget. She had a, <laughs> she had a wedding and, and there was 500 people there. I'll have to have five, 600 people at my wedding. And, and the people are like that. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, okay. Let's just go with the trend, whether it works for you or not. Uh, like you, it, it looks good on your Facebook page, and that's. And then you wonder why things don't work out. Exactly, and this is Ariana again. I I agree with you. I believe, you know, relationships. Uh, uh, your life is what you choose to do with it. It's what you want, um, and within a, within your partnership. And again, I think today there's a trend today where people see people's lives through Instagram or different filters and they go, I want that too. They see how their friends are getting proposed to, or they're having babies and they go, you know, I want that too. And they're searching for 
something that is not achievable because they are looking for someone else's life instead of theirs. So the person that they ever fall in love with or they want to have to be their partner, they will never be able to get that because they put the person on the wrong or put them on a pedestal or put them under the wrong definition of what they're looking for. Um, so I, I definitely agree with you. And I think that there is, you know, it, a trend of people wanting what their friends have. And I think that's o- always been the case, but it's, you know, you have to do what you feel in your heart is right. And if living together is living together for the rest of your life, then so be it. If it's not being together for the rest of your life and trying it out and getting married, and it's all a personal preference. It's, you know, everybody's heart Everybody loves differently. Well, I'm going to ask each of you, um, and, you know, Linda, I'm going to ask you too, because I've really had to reevaluate um, kind of like what a husband means to me. Because, you know, when I was younger, I thought, well, a husband will help me provide for my family. He'll be the father of my children. He'll help me raise my kids. Well, I, you know, obviously blew that one. So um, now when I look for marriage number two, if the, if there ever is one, you know, like what is a husband to me? And what's funny is at 40, I'm looking less for a father to my kids or a provider as like a life mate. And I had dinner recently with a couple who were both on their second, you know, they're not married yet, but they will be married at some point, second marriage, second relationship. And the husband to be said to me, you know, San, I married my first wife because she'd be a good mother for my children. She'd be a good provider for me, you know, as I, I, you know, raised my children. But now that my children are grown, I'm looking specifically for a wife that's just for me. And I thought that was really interesting. That's what he was looking for. And so, you know, we're about to go to commercial break. Um, But Linda, when you got married um, after living together and you thought about a husband, you know, what did that mean to you? Oh, you got me there. As I said, it didn't change very much. No, but I mean, but if I was to start from square one today, oh boy, it would it would be a, a much different profile, much different. Hmm. It would be See, because I, you you I, you grow every decade. You you know you grow and you 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 have no new interests and new ideas and you know um, new what's important to you and your priority lists uh, are, are so different that. Um, if you were if you were starting if I was starting from scratch, then I would um, I would have a, m- a much different ideas than I had even twenty years ago. Absolutely, I am going to come in on that after the break. We're visiting today with Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stanglin of the Modern Day Girlfriend. You can find them at the Modern Day Girlfriend. Put that T H E in there. Dot com. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about. What's a husband? What do we look for? Why do we need them? Why do they want them? And uh, do we really? More after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders. 
a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Hi, ladies. We are visiting today with Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stanglin, and they are the modern-day girlfriend. And they're giving us the 20-something view to Linda's and my not-20-something view uh, of dating, men, marriage. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, cheating today uh, on the show. We're going to talk about what constitutes it. But before we do, we're going to talk about the viewpoint of a husband. Because, girls, when I got married, I was 26, 27 years old, I thought of my husband to be the father of my children, the provider for the family. You know, eventually I would work part-time or not work at all, raise the children. So, you know, I really had a, a very traditional view of a husband. And, you know, when my marriage blew apart five years ago, I've really struggled over the last five years to identify what is a husband. Because, you know, my kids are 8 and 11, so it's not like they need daddy around. Um, They do have a dad, and they would like to have a dad in the household here. They both told me they really would like to have a stepdad uh, living with us and, you know, taking care of mom. That's their perspective. But when I look at a husband, I'm not quite sure where he's supposed to fit because, yes, extra income would be nice but I don't need him to provide for us. Yes, my kids would like a dad in the household, but they have a dad. Um, and so I go back to what uh, I said before break about my friend and his uh, his uh, going to be his second wife that, you know, his first wife was to have children with. His second wife is just for him and all the things he likes to do. No compromises, no late nights, no diapers, no soccer games, you know, unless they're both playing. So I'm going to ask uh, Ariana first, uh, what what's a husband to you these days? What does that mean to you? Well, that is a good question. (laughs) Um, I think what a husband to me, I'm 
26. I just turned 26. And I have found that I've always been attracted to older men, not like 80 something, but I've been attracted to, (laughs) um, (laughs) older men in the, in the sense that I found that men closer to my age, um, don't really have the kind of same views that I have as for marriage or what they want in their, as a family or where they really are in their life. They want to adventure more. They want to travel more. And as I do as well, but I am my own person and I can't speak for everybody, but my viewpoint is that I'm, I have this very maternal, I would love to be a wife kind of outlook, but I'm also very, very, um, independent. So for a husband, for me, what that looks like is, I, you know, I don't have an answer. I just know that I want somebody that I can grow with instead of growing apart because I'm still growing. I'm still trying to find myself. I thought I would have been married by now, starting kids in two years, but you know, life happens when you're making plans and you have to roll with the punches. And I just, right now, there's so many things that women can say or men can say about what they want in their partner, you know, loyalty, fun, this and that. But you never, you never know. You have to just you figure out and take every day step by step. And if that partner is going to go and walk with you in your path in life, then you're, you're pretty lucky. So that's really what a husband to me is. Um, it's just somebody who wants to do the good and the bad. And we touched on this before in our last time we talked was that I feel, and Bridget, we've talked about, we, we are writing a post on it, is that you want to marry your best friend, not necessarily your soulmate, because sometimes your soulmate is so much like you that you butt heads and you don't, you don't want to do it anymore. And then when you realize you're marrying your best friend, you want to do everything with them. You don't want to, you don't want to miss out on anything. And even when the times are really, really tough, you have each other and you can make it through. So that's my definition of what I, <laughs> okay. I, so I now I'm going to go. go ahead. Who's speaking? Oh, that was Ariana. I don't, if Bridget, okay. you want to add anything to that? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Bridget. I want to ask yeah. you now, Bridget, what, what, what's Perfect. a husband? So, a husband to me, Ariana touched on all the points I wanted to touch on, but some um, that I really want in my future husband is someone that makes, it's going to sound so cheesy, but someone that makes you really want to be a better person. And you both want to see each other succeed and you have each other's backs and, you know, that you can be completely silly with. And what I really want in a husband, too, is um, I want my husband to be a really good father. I was raised with such a good dad. Ariana has an amazing father as well. And her and I always talk about, oh, my gosh, we want to meet quality men that really love their children, too. And I know I will always love a man who loves my future children. Um, but ideally just someone that has your back and what Ariana said goes through the hard times with you and then goes through the good times with you. Okay. Linda, how about you? You know, it's interesting hearing, um, Bridget and Ariana, uh, think what 
you know, that this is what would be the perfect testing. Um, you know, it, it, you know, again, I keep saying it changes, it changes, it changes. Right now, I would say that I would want someone that had very few, um, rocks on their back. I, I want someone who really loves life. I would want somebody that was and, and I'm not saying I don't have that. I'm just saying if I was looking, um, I, I would like someone that's independent, uh, that you have your life, he has your life. And when you, when you come together, then you share the good times, but you know, you're not dependent on one another, uh, to keep each other busy or, or that, you know, that you have your own. But I also would say that I would want someone that absolutely adored me and I would want somebody that um, would love me no matter what, love me for all my faults, all my warts, and um, was not judgmental. I think all of those things are, you know, I, are very important. Absolutely. Not so much about what they do, but who, but who they are. Well, and Linda, it's, you know, it might be something to do with age and then Bridget, I'll get right to you. But when you were saying your list, Linda, I was taking a post-it and jotting down my own and I was like thinking, well, what do I really want? You know, I want a companion, you know, my kids are going to be grown in, you know, five, eight years and they're going to be out on their own. And I want somebody independent. Like I don't want to have to be taking care of somebody financially, emotionally, you know, they, we can be interdependent, but I don't want them to be so dependent on me. Um, and then I would like a peaceful person. I was married to a very hostile, angry person. So somebody who is peaceful is really big. And I agree with you. I want to be adored and I want somebody to love me the way I am. But the one thing that I, I really, really, life is so hard and life can be difficult and sad. I want somebody who's funny, somebody who makes me laugh no matter what, who thinks me falling into my mom's grave when you went to girls' ass, I really did fall into my mom's grave during the funeral I slipped and walked down the green carpet fell right up into my knees uh, in a dress um, but I started to laugh my whole family started to laugh and even though it was my mom's funeral we totally put the fun <laughs> in funerals so I think somebody that knows how to have fun who can enjoy a dinner and not worry about the bill or enjoy a trip and not worry that you got stuck in the airport I think that fun funny attitude to me is huge that's probably the most important thing so Bridget I know you wanted to add something Oh, yes. I loved both of those points that you and Linda touched on. Being, I think all couples should learn how to be independent of each other. Um, you know, where you don't have to do every single thing together. Um, and then I also love the laughter. I, I just think if someone can make you laugh till the end, then you've definitely got a winner. But um, something I'm going to add in really quickly, and I swear by this, and people may disagree with me, um, I know Ariana and I've talked about it before, but I believe you should find a man that loves you just a tiny, tiny bit more <laughs> because yeah. in the it's end, men can get sidetracked. I truly believe women can stay faithful, but men can get sidetracked. And I say this to my sister. I say this to my girlfriends. I'm like, if you found a man who adores you and loves you just a little bit more than you love him, then I think it's a keeper. Oh my God. My mom told me the same thing. Me too. <laughs> so, and that um, was true. I think like my dad loved my mom more, you know, if I had to give them a score, I would say definitely my dad adored my mom and my mom loved my dad, but my dad adored my mom. Mm -hmm. That's it. This is Ariana too. And I, I, love I, that. 
I've grown up in a household where my parents have been married for 30 years and I've seen they both love each other to the ends of the world. And it's been wonderful to see, even though my mom loves my dad with everything, he just loves her just a little bit more. And all they do is laugh. And that's something that I, you know, I've been so blessed to to see and I would love to emulate in my relationships because it, it's it's very true. You you wanna laugh and have a good time with your with your partner. Well, I think it's not a bad thing to have the, the man love you just a little bit more, but um, you've said that you don't think women are um, have such a roving eye as men, and I, I'm, you know, I'm in New York, and I see that a lot of them do, and it's very common now, uh, unfortunately, to, to see women uh, having afternoon delight um, alongside of the men. Now that's you know it's, it, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or or whatever it is, it, but it's certainly it's certainly happening uh, because as women are out there uh, in the in the workforce and and making more money and feeling more independent, you know they're kind of following the lead of of what men have done for decades, um, centuries. I don't know, um, and and they you know it's um, I guess they feel it's an I don't know. Not all of them, of course, but it, you know, it, sometimes it's very tempting, and so and so women are are definitely um, going along uh, with with what the men have done. But you know, cheating is something. You know, we, we hear all these programs. Well, if my husband cheated, you know, I would leave him immediately. And it's really interesting. I think that the women um, would be more. Um, sensitive and maybe not leave the man if it if it was not a not a real affair but a one night stand then the man would be for the woman i think the woman would be more lenient than the men what do you guys okay. think we're going to go to commercial oh. break and we're going to find out. No, it's a perfect, it's a great teaser. When we come back from the break, we're going to find out what Ariana, Bridget, Sandra, and Linda all think about a one-night stand versus a relationship affair with no sex, which is worse to your relationship. More after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free. 
with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hi, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're visiting with Ariana Thomopoulos and Bridget Stanglin of The Modern Day Girlfriend, and we're talking about love and relationships today. And this is our, you know, cheater, cheater, or what is it, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater uh, (laughs) segment. And for those of you that missed the first three quarters of the show, check us out on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can go to our .com by the same name, uh, poweredup.talkradio.com, or you can listen to us on Global Broadcasting Network. Local station, toginet.com, where you can live stream our shows. And we've got lots and lots of uh, great dating relationship, money, sex, beauty, all those kind of things. Um, but today we're going to talk about cheating. We're going to talk about uh, two things. One is a one night stand worse or better in your relationship than one of those like love relationships at work that your partner has. There's no sex, but they still have that best friend thing going because either way, something is robbed from your relationship. And then we're going to talk about when you find your friend cheating, either being cheated on or being the cheater. Um, I can tell you from being a wife, with us, you know, husband that cheated quite publicly, um, that there's no way my girlfriends could win because if they told me it blew my life apart when they didn't tell me there was always a point after, you know, cause I always had this discussion with someone, well, did you know? And when people say, yes, I knew because of X, Y, and Z, it's an awful position for the wife or the girlfriend to be in. And maybe for the guy as well. I don't know. I can't speak for him, but like, I just wanted to kill them. Like, why didn't you tell me? Well, you know, you didn't know, maybe you wouldn't know, maybe he'd stop. You know, there's a million things going on there. Um, but I want to talk about first, I'm going to ask each of you, you guys, which is worse, the one night stand or the no sex love relationship. And I'm going to go to Bridget first. Oh my gosh, this is such a hard question to answer, but I think I'm going to have to go with having a, like a relationship. I think a one night stand, I mean, it's still just as awful, but if my boyfriend or if my husband were having a, an emotional affair, that would almost be more devastating because, you know, one night stands, one night stand, but 
an emotional affair is when they truly have feelings for someone else. So that's just me. Um, someone could disagree, but I think I'd rather, yeah, I think I've, I think I would say that the emotional affair is worse. Ariana, what do you say? Um, okay. So this is what I have to say on that topic. You know, you never, ever, ever know what goes on behind closed doors in any relationship. So you don't know what led to a emotional affair or, you know, a one night stand. Um, but once any of those things happen, I feel like the glass has been shattered in the relationship. And even though there, you could build back on a, on a one night stand or, or an emotional relationship, you still have those cracks and it depends on the person. If you're able to fill those in, um, or if they, if it ever goes back together, um, you know, as humans were, you might be in a relationship, you could be married for 30 years, you're not dead. So you could look at whoever you want to, you could find whoever you want uh, attractive, um, but it's, it's acting on that. So again, I have to reiterate, you know, it, it, you never know with any couple what's going on behind closed door. If the cheater, you know, is not getting what they want at home and it's the wrong way, but they act out in a one night stand or they're connecting with somebody who, you know, is there for them emotionally because their partner is, you know, in love with their work and they're, they don't give them what they need. It's a tricky, tricky question. Um, you know, and I have never, you know, knock on wood, been in any of those situations, um, that I know of, but, um, I, I wouldn't, I, I just am all about the trust. And if that trust is broken, it, I, I, am not a person that would be able to really feel that, that safety net that made me fall in love with the person in the first place. Well, I can tell you, and I'll be very brief and then I'm going to go to Linda. I've had, I, I had both in my marriage. That's why my marriage ended. Um, because he didn't stop dating after we got married, but I will tell you, there's two reactions that happen when it's a one night stand. Um, you're so mad because one of the things you have to have when you're a wife or a mother of children, you find your husband cheats on you um, and goes and has sex, whether it's an emotional affair or one night stand. The first thing your general practitioner will do will subject you to a battery of humiliating STD tests. So I will say that that was the rock bottom lowest point of my marriage where it was just utter humiliation to go, oh, my God, did you give me a disease? Um, because you believe that there's some sort of health safety thing, you know, that goes on with marriage. Now with an emotional affair, um, I went through that as well in my marriage that just made me sad. Like it didn't make me mad. It didn't compromise my health. It made me sad because my husband was choosing to get his emotional needs met from someone else and taking time away from me and the kids. So mm -hmm. it was more of a sadness. Both of them were huge violations of trust. And, you know, that's what ended the marriage. But realistically, the one night stand or the sex part should make you really hopping mad because they're playing mm -hmm. with your physical health. Um, and the emotional affair part just hurts your heart. It's just sad. Um, and people have lots of choices today to get, you know, marriage help to make themselves happy. And I'm just going to go on record saying cheating and lying because they go hand in hand. They can't work together are mm -hmm. just about the most cowardly ways that a married person can live their life. It's cowardly. It's 
insensitive, it's hurtful to everyone around you, including your parents, your friends that you put in awkward positions, your children. Nobody wins in a cheater situation. And even the cheaters, if they get together and get married and legitimized later on, there's always like a black cloud hanging just over the horizon because it's not something in our society that we really applaud. So Linda, I'm going to ask you one night stand or emotional affair. Yeah, well, they're, you know, they, they're, they're both, um, they're very, both very common and, you know, they're both what you, what you, we're all alluding to is, you know, it's a break, a break of trust. Um, I'm not, I'm not so sure that all the time it's the worst thing to do and sometimes it could keep a relationship together rather than pull it apart only because if, well, not, more the the, the uh, both. I mean, what what if you're not get, getting those things from your uh, husband or wife, but you're comfortable and you you know there's a love there, but um, I guess it isn't strong enough. And by getting that fulfilled in another place, it 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 makes you not the nagging shrew when you know always of uh, feeling that you've been wronged. So I, you know, I, I see things both ways. I like, I, you know, yeah, it would be much, much better if, if everything that you needed came from one person, but sometimes it doesn't. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So okay. Uh, true versus cheating, but um, yeah, that's a tough one to, to, to win there. Um, when when I was cheated on in my marriage, uh, the first time, uh, very few people knew. The second time, it was very public. They were public in the local restaurants, public in the local gym, public at the local elementary school. And what that did was that put a lot of people in my sphere of influence into a really uncomfortable position because these are room moms. These are soccer moms. These are uh, parents of my friends, my kids' friends who have this bit of knowledge um, about my ex-husband at the time, my husband cheating on me. And it made it really awkward because when I would go to different groups of women, there were a lot of women who knew. So they were uncomfortable with me. You know, they, you know, it's like, what do you say when, you know, girls, you guys, all of you have to have friends who have, um, had friends who are cheating on their spouses, whether they're the man or the woman, what do you do? Because you can't win by telling and you don't win if you don't tell them. That's, that's very true. This is Ariana um, again. And I, that's very true. I I have been in that rock and a hard place as a, a, a girlfriend to one of my girlfriends and one of my, one of my guy friends and have it be in relationships or marriages. So it really does put you in a rock and a hard place. But um, what when you were talking about like it being public and that going on, I wanted to kind of bring it back and actually ask you, or you a question or see how you guys view it because in today's society, it doesn't have to be so public where it's actually out in the open, it's online. So you know, girls today, instead of liking a photo on Instagram or if you're looking at your you know stalking your quote unquote your ex-boyfriend's pictures on Instagram you you look through the the commented comments on their photos or you look at the Facebook posts that they've put and what they have to say because more so or how many likes they got if this one girl that you know 
he's spending too much time with or they have a very friendly relationship and she's commenting on all the photos. You know, it, you do your own investigation because in today's society, a lot of cheating happens online where it leads back to the emotional affair at first and then it turns into something physical. So, uh, you know, that's what we also at the Modern Day Girlfriend we talk about is dating in the social media age. Have it, you know, cheating or finding somebody to be in a relationship with all online. And it's it's a interesting, interesting world, dating world that we live in today. So um, with that, it's like, do you. Uh, and is it that you can find, I think you can find out more about cheating online than you can in person, actually. So I, I don't know if anybody has anything to add to it, that. I think, I think well, it depends on the yeah. age and I think it depends on, on the, on the, um, money and social status. I don't think that, you know, men that are CEOs of corporations are going on, on Facebook <laughs> with pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't think know. You'd be surprised. You look at these, yeah, these politicians <laughs> that are sexting yep. and texting and taking pictures of themselves. Well, girls, I hate to tell you, we're at the end of our show. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin for Powered Up Talk Radio. We'd like to thank Ariana Thermopolis along with Bridget Stanglin of the Modern Day Girlfriend for yet another outstanding show talking about trends in dating, sex, uh, all those kind of things with relationship cheating. Uh, next week, we're going to visit uh, with, oh my gosh, I don't even know who we're going to visit with next week, but you better tune in because it's going to be a great show. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom-